Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Baycare Clinic Podcast. My name is Alicia Schertz, and I'll be your host for this episode. <laughs> Nearly half the U.S. population suffers from obesity, and even more are considered medically overweight. Not only can this lead to challenges in daily living, but it can also lead to other conditions like heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and more. I'm joined today by Laura Gintner, certified as physician assistant with specialty training in obesity medicine, and Mara Shu, nurse practitioner. These women are part of the medical weight loss team at Aurora Bay Care Medical Center and are here to tell us a little bit more about medical weight loss, how it differs from bariatric surgery, and how it can help patients. Thank you both for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So I want to start just by talking a little bit about medical weight loss. And without getting into the specifics, Mara, can you tell us what this program is focused on and who it's for? Yes, so medical weight loss um, is kind of an expansion away from not just offering bariatric surgery, which is maybe where the program started, but uh, meeting people who maybe aren't interested in surgery, quite quite ready for surgery, or even not safe candidates for surgery, um, and giving them individualized options to help them work on either overweight or obesity and just overall improving health. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that individualized aspect of things uh, too, but I wonder if you could give us a glimpse, Laura, into how this program sort of came to fruition. Can you discuss what you were seeing in terms of a need and, and why this was necessary? Yeah, when I started in this role, it was really aimed at um, preoperative and postoperative bariatric care. So I was seeing patients that were coming in specifically for bariatric surgery, um, helping them um, reach weight loss goals through lifestyle interventions, working on preparing them for surgery, and then uh, life after, which is um, long-term follow-up as well. But what we quickly found out was that there's really a gaping hole um, in the care that we are giving because it didn't always um, go by the book. Um, some patients, like Mara mentioned, um, might not be um, ready for surgery, or maybe because of their health, surgery isn't the best option for them. Um, some of our patients after surgery, um, because this is a chronic and very complex disease, are struggling. Um, and so medical weight loss really provides us opportunities to help a lot more people in a lot different ways um, to make sure we're um, helping deal with the issue of overweight and obesity. Yeah, I think that's so important, and, and we'll talk about some of those details too, but um, let's back up just a moment and talk a little bit about the qualifications of your team, because I know that that makes a big difference in the in the services that you can provide. So can you talk a little bit about your background and, and with obesity medicine and medical weight loss? Yeah, so I started in family practice about four years ago. Um, which I think is kind of an important background to have started with, um, just kind of grasping all the chronic medical conditions and medications that tend to come with um, overweight and obesity. So I started with that background and kind of had um, some experience as far as with working with weight loss medications and diet interventions and things like that. Um, and then I was hired on in this role last year, and I've been putting uh, in a lot of work and time on um, becoming certified in obesity medicine. So I will hopefully be soon. Absolutely. I want to talk about that too. And Laura, you actually have that um, certification already. Can you talk about what that means and, and your background a little bit as well? Yeah, I also started out in family practice. Um, it's it's definitely um, it 
holds a special place in my heart because you got to follow patients um, through the lifetime and you're really working on all these different um, aspects of their life and, and living that they're healthiest. Um, but what I noticed in family practice is that you're, you tend to always see disease processes get worse. And this has really been an amazing transition working in weight loss medicine where we're actually seeing diseases get better. We're seeing uh, less need for medications and um, less problems with their hypertension, diabetes, things like that. I need to go back to the first part of your question too. Can you remind me of what that was? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about the qualifications specifically of obesity medicine and maybe why that's important to have that additional training when you're working with patients who are dealing with these types of issues. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um, so obesity medicine really focuses on um, the fact that this is a lot more medically complex than most give it credit for. And I would say even, even we as healthcare providers sometimes miss that this is not a symptom. This is a chronic disease in and of itself. Um, and it usually takes um, a more individualized or more carefully laid out plan to help combat it. Yeah, absolutely. And and you guys are working too with um, other physicians on staff. Can you talk a little bit about the other staff that you're working with? Yeah, our program is really multidisciplinary. Um, we work with dietitians as well as um, exercise therapists in occupational and physical therapy. Um, we also work with psychologists that help with, um, as well as psychiatrists and um, and social workers to help with the behavioral health aspects of this disease. Um, and then we also work closely with primary care providers and endocrinologists that see our patients as well and try and collaborate with them and make sure that we're doing what's best for the patient. Yeah, and we're going to get into the specifics of sort of that well-rounded kind of approach that, that these patients or people in this program have access to. Um, but let's talk about this the program specifically. So who is this designed for and who can take an advantage of this program or, or what are you seeing in terms of the patients that you're seeing? The program itself is designed for patients who qualify based on um, BMI of um, 30 or greater um, or patients with a BMI of 27 if they have a another chronic disease such as diabetes, hypertension, sleep apnea. Um, so this is really... Um, aimed at anyone who is looking to lose weight. Again, this can be someone who is planning on surgery, has had surgery, or has no interest in surgery whatsoever um, to help address weight in a different way. Yeah, I think that was a great segue that you had just mentioned, but you're also getting patients who um, from other places. So can you talk anecdotally who might be taking advantage of this program as well? Right. So sometimes this might be patients who are looking for this on their own, just simply with the goal of weight loss and improved health. But also we see a lot of referrals from various specialties, um, sometimes with certain goals. So patients who may need to have a joint replacement, but we know that the recovery may not be um, what they want it to be at the weight they're at. So we can help them meet um, specific goals. Sometimes it's referrals over um, for uncontrolled pain um, or breathing issues or things like that where we can help um, to improve some of these other things that aren't necessarily weight um, but other health issues that are related. So 
We've also had <laughs> referrals from the like general surgeons if they have to undergo um, a surgery, like surgery for hernia repair, for instance, um, where we know that that's going to be more successful if they're below a BMI um, of 40 or or maybe even 35. Um, so sometimes we'll have those specific things in mind. Um, and sometimes we get to see the opportunity for things to, to improve a bit prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's interesting. And I think that's important too, because you guys had talked about sort of who this could be for, and it, it really is all encompassing and, and, and individualized in that approach. So mm-hmm. I want to step back and talk a little bit about um, the weight loss program in general and it really being about improved wellness and health for these individuals. But can you talk about that comprehensive approach and, and maybe some of the angles that you guys are taking um, in this program? Like it's not just diet and nutrition or exercise or one of those pieces, but can you talk about the comprehensiveness of it all? Yeah, so um, I think Laura kind of touched on that initially where we work with, you know, a lot of different specialists as far as um, we kind of look at the three pillars of obesity medicine, right? So, um, you know, there's behavioral health and emotional health, there's the diet and there's the exercise. Um, Medications can come into play for the right person. That doesn't have to be for everybody. Um, But when appropriate, that can be a helpful tool along with those other things. Um, and using those various specialties depending on the person's needs. Um, I think we focus on, you know, other health measures and the non-scale victories a lot as well. So, you know, we definitely have goals with weight numbers to some degree, but um, sometimes the coolest thing is improvements in what people can do or just how they feel. Um, So I think it's a pretty individualized approach that we take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think that's where it's the most rewarding is when we hear one of those specific goals that a patient has and we get to see them living it out. And um, mm-hmm. that's I think that's really where it's at when, when it comes to this. Yeah, I think, I think so too. And we'll get into some of those specifics and the success stories that you're seeing from your patients uh, in the program. But Let's step back and talk about obesity in general and and where this sort of stigma has come from about, you know, it being a person's fault that they're overweight or those types of things. This program really takes a different approach to that. So can we talk a little bit about maybe how that stigma is changing or what you guys are doing to educate the population about obesity and about conditions that are caused by that? Well, I think um, a lot of this goes to the research that's being done and just under, understanding this disease better. Um, and some of the the common issues that lead to the, the difficulties that people have, especially when they start to diet. Um, we know, uh, again, from research that there are many different hormones and neurotransmitters involved in, um, our body's chemistry and why, um, weight regain or lack of weight loss happens. Um, that in a lot of ways, our body is designed to resist weight loss. Um, and so by these mechanisms, it makes it inherently very difficult to do this. Um, so we, we understand that really well and, um, have, um, developed some strategies and again, use medications, um, more specifically to combat those issues. 
So I feel like definitely I've seen where people kind of breathe that sigh of relief when you do tell them these things at these visits where, you know, this isn't for lack of effort or something that you're doing wrong. Um, like Laura had said, there's a lot of metabolic, endocrine, neurologic um, components to this. So I think it's just letting them know that. And sometimes that takes the pressure off and makes it feel like this is more doable um, and that they're not being judged. Um, so I think it's really important that we just have those conversations. Um, I think we like to emphasize that overweight and obesity are chronic conditions, just the way high blood pressure or depression are. Um, and so our, our goal is to kind of treat that with, um, you know, realistic lifestyle changes and interventions um, that can work with them for a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, specific things we that we know happen when people start losing weight. Um, one is that uh, metabolic rate starts to decline or decrease, um, which, uh, of course, slows down weight loss that's occurring. Um, and then the other thing is that um, appetite starts to increase. These are internal processes that people don't have control over. So sometimes just sharing those examples helps people understand some of the things they're battling. Yeah, and I think you guys have said, too, in the past just – that this is sort of an all-encompassing thing. So when you're talking about neurologically or there's mental health aspects of this also and, and people can get discouraged and then it leads to additional challenges and those kinds of things. So I do want to talk about the specific, I've heard you guys call them tools of the program. So tools of the program that people have access to and you've, you've mentioned it a little bit, but let's talk about that. Um, sort of all of the angles that people can take advantage of and some will take advantage of it and others won't and those kinds of things but it's all a very individualized approach so can you talk about the specific components of the program or tools that people have access to and then how you guys as a team decide what people need and that kind of thing well at our initial visit um, yeah we're kind of listening for and looking for um, those tools that are going to be most helpful to people and kind of get them started in that um, first and foremost we always have them see a dietitian alongside our visit um, and part of that is information gathering helping us to know where they're at and where we can help them go with um, optimizing their diet um, the dietitians play a huge role in everything mm -hmm. we do just helping people understand where their energy comes from and what their body needs the most of. Um, we also make referrals as needed for exercise therapy to help develop an exercise program that's appropriate for them. A lot of our parent, patients struggle with um, joint pain, back pain. Um, so just to tell them to exercise more isn't helpful. We need to give them constructive ideas. So we do that through our our referral to exercise therapy. Mm -hmm. um, referrals to behavioral health sometimes play a role um, if that if emotional um, eating or stress eating might be a struggle or maybe they just have uh, mental health issues that aren't being properly addressed or treated or I should say optimally um, and that can be an opportunity to to help treat those further. Mm -hmm. um, we use sleep medicine quite a bit mm -hmm. I would say. Sleep is a huge part of you know what we eat and our weight management and just our overall health um, so they are definitely someone we involve um, if appropriate for that patient. Um, 
Yeah, that's a that's a really big factor that I think mm-hmm. gets overlooked a lot um, is the need for healthy sleep in the role that it plays. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds like just based on the conversations that we're having here today is that it really is sort of different for every person. So, I mean, taking that individualized approach and finding out what um, each patient needs is is kind of really important in this aspect. So can you talk Absolutely. about... Those initial conversations, when a, when a person comes in, where does it start and what types of information are you gathering and, and where does it go from there as far as the decisions that you make for each patient? Yeah, I think it's gathering. I mean, first we just start with, you know, a general medical history, um, you know, so we know basic safety wise what's going to be appropriate. Um, you know, diving into the mental health history um, and behavioral health type of needs. I like to just hash out a lot of their own goals, um, what they've tried before, what has worked for them, what they like and don't like. Um, So we're not forcing things upon them that just wouldn't fit their needs um, or be something that they would find beneficial. Um, So I think especially that first visit is just really getting to know the patient um, and kind of sharing decision making as far as, okay, what do we want to make of this program? Where do you want it to go? and then making recommendations from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like the underlying message, obviously, is this whole entire program is is designed for patients to succeed, which obviously is the end goal. But mm-hmm. um, I wonder if we could step back, to and talk a little bit about um, the program itself, sort of what that looks like for patients, set some expectations for somebody who may or may not be interested in doing this, what they could, what they could sort of expect. So You've already mentioned they come in for, you know, an initial conversation. Do they need a referral or can it be self-referred or how do they get to you? And then what does it look like from there? They can come to us by self-referral or a referral from another healthcare provider. Um, And then really the first visit, as I previously mentioned, is going to be set up as two consults. It's one with uh, us as a medical provider, but then also with the dietitian. Um, for that nutrition education piece. Um, As far as a layout in general, we're usually seeing our patients about once a month. Um, Sometimes the dietitians are seeing them every two to four weeks um, because we find um, and research has shown that behavioral interventions really are most helpful on a shorter timeline. as we get further into treatment and things are going well, then we eventually go to every three months when it's appropriate. Um, and then when we're more in the maintenance phase of treatment, then it can be, you know, twice a year is sufficient to help um, stay on track and make sure that safety and efficacy is still in place as far as medications and treatment go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you talked about that timeline, and I do want to focus on that a little because, again, this you are defining this as sort of a chronic issue for these people, and it's not something that can be a one-and-done type fix thing. So can you talk about that timeline and how that might look different for everyone? Yeah, I think that is very individualized. I mean, our goal is to just kind of start it, I think, as an open-ended sort of process. So there's never really an end point where we say, okay, um, you're a year in and we'll be done. Um, I think it all depends on that person's needs. There may be a point where they feel they've gained all the tools and information they need um, to go on their way and follow up with us as needed. But again, I guess the idea would be to see these people um, you know, long term. 
And I think that is one of the things that was lacking in the past when it came to weight uh, or treatment of overweight or treatment of obesity was that it tended to be a short-term or temporary type Mm -hmm. treatment. And I think that's what we're really trying to um, look at differently is um, it really should be a long-term treatment for a long-term, you know, health result. Um, So... That's yeah. really where the change has come in the past. Because of that, years. we only use medications that are approved by the FDA to be used long term as mm-hmm. well um, when the medications come into play for the right person. So um, we aren't using any, you know, where there's certain safety or time constraints on it um, in that regard. So they're approved to be used longer term and to help people both lose and then maintain the weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had just mentioned it, too, where you talked sort of about flipping that conversation to more of a long-term, you know, health conversation. And I think the same is happening with insurance, and everyone is going to have that question as far as, you know, what's covered by insurance and that kind of thing. And again, another very individualized thing. But could you talk a little bit about how that conversation is changing with insurance companies as well and how they're looking at it? And obviously the best advice that you have for people about their own insurance in this program? Yeah, that's very individualized as well. Um, Generally something that a patient should probably check prior to coming in with us um, just to verify that their insurance will cover medical weight loss visits and or anti-obesity medications, or if there's any certain criteria they need to meet um, to have coverage of those things. Um, So that's where they should initially start. (laughs) I think the... um... Good things that I'm seeing, though, is that this is something that's changing, Mm -hmm. that I think more and more insurance companies are seeing this as a disease as it should be, and therefore treating it or covering it, I should say, um, as a disease that's treatable. Um, where again, it used to be looked at more as a symptom and there was no coverage for this type of a thing. So I think this is going to be a tide that's changing and getting better as, as time goes on. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the last thing that I want to talk about is, is what you've seen, what you've seen from your patients. I want to talk about their successes and, and what that looks like for people and what, not everyone can expect, obviously, different results, but I want to talk about what you guys have seen and what you guys have witnessed from, from you know, this changing conversation in this program. I think it's just seeing people kind of coming into their own, just feeling like they finally have control of a situation that they've felt they've not had control of for so long. Um, they seem much more empowered in follow-up. I see mental health improve sometimes just as much as physical health. Um, you know, improvements in lab numbers like blood sugars and minimizing need for certain medications. Um, those are all things we've seen that are really huge, huge wins. I think that's that was really well put. And um, medication-wise, it's amazing the changes that we can make um, just with, um, and I say just, I mean, we're yes, we're using multiple tools like diet, exercise, medications, but to be able to decrease, um, for instance, insulin amounts by significant um, quantities just with the power of eating differently, um, and, and using these other things we have available. Um, 
decreasing blood pressure medications. Um, these are all really gratifying things to patients. Sometimes their main goal is to get their medication list whittled down. Um, so that's, that's a really exciting part of this job. Um, the other thing is mobility. I've, I've been amazed over um, the past few years of just patients who started coming in by wheelchair. Um, and over time, um, we start to see them walking in from the parking lot. Um, those are, are the cases that just really um, make this a really rewarding area to work in. Yeah, and so much more than just the number on the scale, which obviously is is people's main goal, I think, when they first right. come in, but they don't necessarily realize some of those, you know, outlying things that can happen as well. Truly, we're seeing them participating in life more, and um, and that's how I kind of look at this, is like, how can we help people live life to their fullest and to be as happy and healthy as they can be? Yeah, that's great. Very well said. I want to reiterate again those qualifying criteria that you had mentioned. And if I am someone who is interested in this or who wants to learn a little bit more about this, what is my next step? So the qualifying um, factors, again, would be uh, patients with a BMI greater than 30 um, or a BMI greater than 27 with a comorbid illness. Um, they can be self-referred or referred by another provider. And we would just ask that you check your insurance first yourselves as well um, to make sure that there aren't any unexpected costs um, because the last thing we would want is to be offering, you know, this product and then have you have unexpected um, bills um, from the service. This is fantastic. I've learned so much about this program. Is there anything else that you guys want to add or anything that you uh, think that we've missed? I don't think so. I think we covered most of it. I would just say, you know, if you're unsure, um, you know, about this process, it's worth coming in and just having that initial conversation with us where we can really tell you, um, you know, how we can meet your individual needs and, and make you most comfortable. Agreed. I think um, it's a really hard thing um, for a lot of us to talk about is, is weight. Um, but just knowing, I just would want our patients to know that uh, this is a safe zone for that and um, that this isn't a place for, for judgment or pointing fingers. This is a place for problem solving and helping tackle this issue with, with them. It's fantastic. Thank you both for talking with us today. We really appreciate you guys taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. Again, Mara, she was a nurse practitioner, and Laura Gintner is a certified physician assistant with advanced education in obesity medicine. They are integral components to the medical weight loss program team at Aurora Bay Care Medical Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Thank you all for listening. To learn more about Bay Care Clinic or to request an appointment, visit us online at baycare.net and subscribe now to hear more Bay Care Clinic podcasts.